Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I have the legend, Eves Edwards, in the house. What's going on, man? I was well, saying bye to Joe. Said, well, yeah, Joe, the sound guy, came. He's leaving. He has school, so we, we can't hear any more of his crazy sex stories, which uh, I know you'll like, but we promise you'll come back soon, right? Tell us all about it. Next week, next week. Uh, CB Gold's in the house. How are you, buddy? What's going on, guys? Uh, Greg Wilson is coming. And uh, he's That's coming. Kind of personal. Yeah, yeah, he's coming soon. He's not, yeah, I'm sure he's coming. But and then also we have Eddie Alvarez on the podcast, the champion. How cool is that? We have the the guy who's headlining the I think the best card of all time, the biggest fight card ever, too. I, it's unbelievable. I mean, they they, they really did. Two, I can't wait for 205. It's just it kind of sucks for all the UFCs before that, you know. And there's only one now, but for the last couple ones, because you're like, okay, UFC Portland, yay! But then you see like a 205 is so fucking stacked. Although people are saying wait till Usada gets a hold of this card. So uh, who knows? Uh, hopefully not yet. But UFC 205 is so big that other un, other companies are conceding and you know, changing their event dates because they know that they don't have a shot. And what you're talking about is World Series of Fighting, uh, which I think we should take credit for. Not that we want them to... Look, I wish World Series of Fighting all... I, I love Ray. I love those guys over there. But they were going head-to-head against UFC 025 with, with John Fitch and Jake Shields and Okami versus Paul Bradley. <laughs> and now they said, you know what, this is probably not this is probably not the best idea. So uh, you, you couldn't see Eve's face, but that was probably the best like reaction yeah. in terms of physical and uh, it was unbelievable. Like so yeah, so they, so uh, like I said, Greg Wilson just showed up. So so UFC two oh five so now uh, it's now they're they're stacking the um the New, the New Year's, Year's card. event at uh, a little theater inside of Madison Square Garden that seats about four thousand people. Which will be cool. It should be really it's cool. It's a much better idea three title fights uh great prelim card looking forward to it it's 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 a lot better more stacked you got gaichi on there and and uh, marlon marias which are their two biggest draws which kind of like supplements the jake shields john fitch fight because i think that as a main event is a little rough to do so right it, it could also be a, a big deal for them too to do it after the ufc comes to town i mean there are going to be tons of people that can't get tickets to that ufc event in new york and they still may be may, may be hungry for some mma right, still have a hard on yeah. for some live fighting and yeah. also fitch then, and shields is a great fight. I mean, uh, uh, you know, five years ago, that was a main event fight night card. I mean, and even now, those guys, you, you know, you put Jake Shields or Josh Fitch against anybody in the UFC at 170, it's a competitive fight, and they, they probably could beat most guys in the top 10. So, you know, it, they're right there. Well, plus the fact that, you know, um, the UFC has decided that their New Year's event is going to be on a Friday because they didn't want to put it on New Year's Eve. So, WSOF will be the night after. It will be Saturday night on New Year's Eve, and it's it's a nice little little compliment. So they're not going up against the UFC again. They decided to, you know, do it the day after. And like you said, it could be good for them in New York. It could you be know what I feel thing. sorry for? I always feel sorry for those college football teams that have to play on New Year's Day. Why? 
Because they don't get to enjoy New Year's Eve. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> by, their coaches are like, you're in bed by nine. We're coming around checking. Or whatever. The they have the rest of their lives. To, it doesn't the, matter. It's a young guy. You know what I mean? These well, are college guys. Uh, and they're like, no, you cannot. You go to sleep. You go yeah. out and win a bowl game. The next day you're enjoying, or that night. Yeah, you, you get to go out. Nobody's out. And you're like, yay, we won, guys. Let's fuck each other. We'll, we'll, like, let, you party. we'll let you party enough for the whole, all the teams. I, and I do. I, I do it for the college kids that can't and for our troops. And a lot I know of those, you will. Because of those guys are going to make so much money, they get to be kids for a long time. Exactly. Yeah. Not a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> most of them, it's just the memory yeah, flag. Not most of them. But I mean, a lot of them in those games. are going to Enough of them. Now, uh, I just got back from Tennessee. Yeah, how was that? Uh, uh, the shows were great. I had a good time. It was in Chattanooga. Uh, they, they they moved the club. And it back before the club was like, it, it was like, it's funny because, you know, they, they moved the club to a place, more of a rock and roll venue where it's yeah. high ceilings and a high stage, which is always bad for comedy. You always want low ceilings, low stage, uh, because sometimes the laps go up. Yes, that's when, exactly right. And you don't hear it. So a lot of times you're doing better than you think you are. And, and after the show, people are like, that was the funniest show ever. And you're like, oh, I thought that was an average set, uh, which happened a couple times. But I was like, man, I, I don't know. But it was people were like, is this some strange humble brag right no, now? No, it was. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I didn't even think it was that great. But these people were like jizzing in the pants. No, you had those sets before. <laughs> and I'm before. like, you got to see me when I really can. Listen, douche, you've had those sets before. <laughs> that's what it felt like, though, right, guys? I'm not wrong. Right? No, no, I felt like interrupted, but 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 you've had those sets before where like you think you murdered or you think you had an okay set. After people are like, dude, when are you coming back? That was so funny. Or they're buying shit, and there are other sets where you 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 murdered, but you sell nothing or no, you sell no merchandise. But that's just weird when they're like, oh, that show was so amazing. That's enough for me. No, no merch, please. Uh, sometimes that's happened. That before. happens. Yeah. I was in Chattanooga, and it was the called the the uh, choo choo section. So there were trains everywhere. Okay. Like the whole like the hotel was a train. There was diners. Tra- it was just. Trains everywhere, oh. so I'm like, <laughs> that I'm sounds like, horrible. It's sounds like labored. It's no, one of those like, novelty towns. Totally, no, it like cool, trying so hard, like I, you know, like. No, but there was a really cool like rock venue next door where like the Rusted Root played Saturday night. Was it called All Aboard? (laughs) (laughs) And then like Waka Flocka was there. So I'm like, was he really? Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't there without. He was there a couple weeks. Did he have to wear overalls and a big puffy hat? (laughs) So I'm walking right while periscoping on uh, Saturday before the show. I'm talking to everybody. People are making jokes, and then I act. I like hit. This thing while I was walking, my knee gave out. Of course, I fell. Oh. So like well, my like bad knee, my ACL knee. So then I was like, oh. Then so I kind of busted my knee. And then that night after the show, I do a show and I'm walking off stage and I tripped and fell off stage. It was just like, <laughs> what is going on? With I don't you? know. I, I became like a Marx brother all of a sudden. Like, like well, what it was. Buster yeah. Keaton, Charlie yeah. Chaplin. Yeah, I kept falling down. Early like, set Alzheimer's. Yes, exactly. So that was. <laughs> you think it has anything to do with the three weeks of stand-up comedy he did right after the surgery? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think maybe if he'd let it strengthen and heal correctly, that would have happened? Maybe, maybe mm. that, that might have happened. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll leave that up to our listeners to decide. And then, uh, so then yesterday, I ended up uh, uh, driving from Tennessee to Atlanta, flew to Atlanta at like seven in the morning. Right? Then I came here, got to L.A. Then I practiced coach wrestling, went right to wrestling, took my dog home. Then I went right to the dime bar. Last night, then my fiance is like, "You spent no time with me." Blah blah blah. So I mean, I like love her. So I w- went and go saw her. Woke up this morning, trying to. And she's like in Long Beach, here. right? She's yeah, she's in uh, Culver City. Yeah, Culver City. Oh, that's not that. That's bad. not too bad. Uh, Forty-five yeah. minutes. So, Long Beach is much worse. Yeah. So it's, it's been a, it's been kind of a, anyway. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, my club story isn't quite like yours. Yes. Mine has heart. 
Okay. I, uh, <laughs> no call. <laughs> well, that isn't all aboard, eh? Welcome to Chattanooga. All right, you're go on. The, you're in the choo-choo room. Yeah. Later on, I'm going to fuck you in the caboose. Um, <laughs> you know, Eve, it's okay to laugh out loud. That's kind of the part of the show. All right, go on. So I, what happened was, I obviously, I did three amazing shows. I was spectacular. Um... <laughs> but, uh, yes, and, you know, listen, I'm not like you. I give them what they deserve. Uh, I think what, you said cocaine? earlier you could have done better. No, I didn't say that. Right, you go, said earlier I, right. I didn't even do that good. Like, no, I, I didn't say that. Go on. I barely your... even showed up. All I'm right. kidding. I'm just busting balls. So, but I did, so the shows went great. So afterwards, one of the guys comes up to me and he goes, you know, so on my website, I have this reel of, it's just like audience reactions, you know, of, and things that people have said to me after shows. And it's always people like, you're the greatest, whatever. So, and one of them is this woman going, three years I've been coming to this club and you're the best. You're the best I've ever seen. Um, so this guy comes up to me after the show and, do you not hear that that often? I, go on. I go hear on. it all the time. I, just, I, just, I, don't, I don't repeat it, but go on. Okay, I don't. That's why I have them repeat it and I put it in the video. Oh, good. Gotcha. Uh, so, um, so this guy comes up to me after the show and he goes, you know, in your demo reel, that woman saying that she's been coming to this club for three years, he goes, that was my wife and she died two months ago. Oh, man. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, well, she was a great lady. She was a sweet lady. And he goes, well, you don't have to say that. <laughs> and then, right? And I'm thinking, why was she a bitch or something? And you're like, are you like, listen, it's been great. I'm watching all the shows I like. Like, I have no idea. But he did actually start tearing up. Th- and, he's, and he says to me, he says, uh, he, he goes, I actually go to your website and watch that video all the time. Oh, wow. So, uh, so it was very heartwarming. He goes, I wanted to come see you tonight because you were her favorite comic and, you know, and all that business. So it was really very nice. And it kind of really, uh, you know, uh, and it happens sometimes. Was he the girl whose uh, asshole you ate the coke out of? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I was just about to ask, I was just about to ask if you deleted the pictures of him motorboating her. No, no, no. It was, it was the girl that showed her puss on stage. It was that girl. Did that girl do that? Club. Yeah. When was that? If you go to my, if you go to my YouTube, <laughs> I have a video called, there's a video uh, called Greg Wilson Gonzo. And at the end, it ends with the clip of her coming on stage and pulling down her pants and showing her puss. Wow. Wouldn't the coming be after she showed her puss? <laughs> on YouTube? Yeah, they, yeah, it's on YouTube. They let that on YouTube? Well, no one's noticed yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no one's flagged. It just, it's very, very deep. Very, very hey, Eves, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Um, just moved out of Pasadena and moved into Eagle Rock. Oh, nice. Nice. So I'm liking it. Uh, it's a little different. It's more of a... Uh, Suburb kind of town, um, homes rather than apartments. I was in old town, so yeah. that's nice. But I'm liking it. Uh, doing some new things. Um, did still doing my podcast over at Sure Dog, trying to do something else with it, and um, just having a good time. You're doing a great job on Fox, by the way. Thank you. They man. should always put you on Fox. I want to be back on. I'm back on for the Tony Ferguson RDA fight. Nice, so, Mexico so, City. Uh, yep. Um, we're, we're, I'm broadcasting from here in the studio, but I was gonna say, do you get to go there? Or you do the studio, hit the studio, here. The studio yeah, here, which I'm cool with because I'm not a fan of going to Mexico City, right. all the smog and and everything else. I'm trying to be nice, but now when you watch the fights, like uh, <laughs> when you have a brand new guy, oh, that's right, I'm Mexican. I'm supposed to. Yes, go ahead. Uh, when you have a guy making his UFC debut, uh, do you go back and like watch like three or four of the guys' fights, or I try to sometimes. You know, it's hard to find some of these guys' fights if they're not on YouTube or they're, you, you know, you can't find them by just searching their name. Uh, but I end up sometimes watching a whole event or just scanning through a whole event to try to find that right, guy. Right. Sometimes it's hard, though, because especially if their picture's not on SureDog and I don't know the name and I can't find a picture of the guy, it's, it, 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 I guess it's not super difficult, but 
I mean, you got to do a lot of Google. At that point, you got to be like, that. how did this guy get this fight? <laughs> 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 Haven't you asked that question a lot about That's a lot true. of the people? That's true. Yeah, seen? yeah. Uh, and what's up with you? Not much, man. Uh, spent a few days in Mammoth. It was raining up there. And then, of course, the morning after I leave, they get like eight inches of snow at the base and two feet on the top. But Is that what you wanted, snow? Well, no, my mom wanted snow because she's ready to go skiing. The season opens November 10th. Which uh, they're leaving. I'm not, of course, because I will not miss 205. So right. I'll be leaving a few days after that. But um, uh, what did no, you do? What did you do in Mammoth? Well, uh, you know, I, I was the first thing to incriminate did. myself. Right now. <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> Speaking of RDA, he was up there training. Nice. And he was training in elevation. It's eleven thousand feet up there. And uh, he was training at uh, Hoist's Jiu-Jitsu studio and training in. Did you meet him uh, on one of the hiking trails? I didn't see him. Um, Did you look? It was hard to see him from around his balls because I was actually sleeping in <laughs> his cup. Uh, and it was weird because my mom kept saying, I want to spend time with you, but I was out in RDA's pants uh, waiting to grab him. You, you slept in his cup? I slept in his cup, cradled in the taint. He's surprisingly soft balls. Wow, that's Very amazing. soft balls. That's, wow. I made an imprint on canvas that I'm going to sell exclusively on CB's Golden Gold <laughs> Pawn Shop and Golden Art Store. How did his balls smell? Uh, like cocoa butter. Oh, yeah, that's good. Nice. But well, I was the one that brought the cocoa butter. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, good for you. I'm happy. I make it myself out of the blood of the children that I steal. Wow, you steal kids. Wow, you know what, CB? You always have the best stories. What can I? <laughs> what can I say? I have nothing to do in that basement. There you go. All right. Really, Adam? I thought I had the best stories, but it's no big deal if you just want to give it away to We have to have Joe Moore on the podcast before we do him. Yeah, what's with Joe? He keeps skipping out. He's got, he's got, some, he's got some weird ass shit to go to. college. In college. Now, uh, he's got to go court another high school girl. <laughs> exactly. By the way, I actually, I've been watching this new Netflix show I watched last night, Cage. What's that? Uh, oh, yeah, Luke Cage. Luke Cage yeah, is yeah. awesome. I haven't watched it yet. Have you watched it? Yeah, I grew up on comic books, so I like I like the fact that uh, Netflix is just going after all these low level superheroes. He's great. Yeah. He's my new favorite superhero. Dude's a fucking badass. Yeah, I, I grew up with comics too, but I'd be in the comic store going, "Who's reading this other shit?" <laughs> it was ease. <laughs> exactly. I read only X Men and like yeah. and like Dark Knight when the Dark Knight novels, the graphic novels started yep. coming out. I got really into graphic novels and the whole. Um, and that thing, but but the other the smaller name ones, I was always like, who the fuck is? Yeah, these, you can't even trade these. You can't sell them. Like well, they had no value. Well, Luke you Cage. say that, but they're good, man. They're they're they're. Oh, they're putting, I, I, I can see it now. Yeah. I, I love know? I love Luke Cage. What a badass! Wait till they bring Iron Fist. You're gonna like that too. Uh, oh, good. They're good, doing good. Iron Fist in their team, so ultimately, I'm sure they'll hook up. I had yeah. no idea. Uh, now, uh, Iron Fist been... is actually already available on Brazzers.com, <laughs> so you can check out the, uh, the original Iron. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, last night uh, Dime Bar came. We did a Dime Bar. Uh, oh, how Monday. was your first Monday? Packed. And Great. actually, uh, Sylvia Sage, who's a porn star yeah. and a comedian, okay. uh, she brought a bunch of her uh, her comedian, her, her porn star friends. Was this so, one of those nights where we're like, why am I engaged? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> that felt like a yes, yes, yes. Did you hear that? No, no, no. I don't know. Does her jokes, uh, not jokes, but do her careers ever intersect? Like, does she uh, ever do comedy when she's doing porn? No, no, but she talks about being, <laughs> oh, man, but she talks about awesome. being. But she talks about being a porn star on, from the stage, obviously, and like does it in a way where it's kind of dark and like sad, but kind of funny. Uh, funny oh wait, no, she's been on your show before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, it's I, pretty good. It's actually different because I've seen porn stars do comedy where it's like I like taking loads to the face, where it's all like okay, where she her she talks about like 
She's a bit angry about it. She's a little bit angry, but I like it. That's amazing. She's like angry at the dick. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like she likes the dick, but she's mad at it. I don't know. I I think we could all speculate on where that kind of attitude comes from. She could do like a BBC comedy special. But she (laughs) BBC. <laughs> the first one released exclusively on on YouPorn on UJiz much U-Jiz. better. Okay, all right now much better. <laughs> much better. Download times twice as fast. Now let's talk about fighting for a second. Uh, GSP yesterday announced he's a free agent, uh, which you know <laughs> it seems like. Uh, I don't know. It seems like what the was Uf- he before. Well, it seems like the UFC right now is in some kind of a weird crossroads where they're putting on the best fight of card of all time in two hundred five, yet. Uh, Joe Silva's leaving or left. Joe Silva's leaving. Now Sean Shelby left. Uh, no, Sean Shelby, Dave Schaller. Oh, Dave Schaller left. He got hired by the Philadelphia 76 Yeah, so well, he left. And now I guess they're saying, according to the underground, that, that William Morris uh, is bringing in a lot of their own people. They're cutting so, like 15%. So they don't know uh, who's staying, who's not. Uh, I'm working at Bellator now. Uh, super happy about that. They're, they treat me very, very well. Tomorrow, actually, uh, the new... Uh, Phil Davis campaign that I uh, uh, that I'm that I'm doing is coming out. I'm really excited about that. Um, now, uh, well, listen, congratulations because guess what? GSP just joined Bellator. He might. Which no, I think- no, he's not actually a free agent. He's not. Dana refuted it and said that we have not released him. We're still trying to negotiate with him, but his contract has not been terminated. We're going to try and make a deal with him. Um, so they're going to try and see if they can get him a fight, but it's going to have to be big money, big opponent. And go well, from and that there. may have been his way of getting his attention. Yeah, but yeah. If, you know, but he probably got tired of a lot of unreturned phone calls and was like, "Fuck it, I'll just declare myself a free agent." And then it's his. Well, there was a rumor that he wanted ten million for a fight, and then there, he's like, "No, that's not true." And in terms of other major name wannabe free agents, um, what's the Jose. date today? Yeah, Jose Aldo is meeting with Dana tomorrow with Andre Pettineris in Vegas, and they're going to try and square away that. Well, situation. I would love it from Bellator if uh, GSP came over and uh, got the money, and Aldo came over. That would just be awesome. That would, that would be a game changer, uh, right? Aldo to some won. degree. I mean, after right, after they picked up Rory, and yeah, after but, they picked up Rory, and then GSP and Aldo. Aldo leaving with the belt or while he's holding the title, and then GSP that name. It would be amazing, and yeah, you know, they, they, I think they have the money to pay him the Viacom money, and I, I think it would just be great for because you know the problem you know Bellator has sometimes is like yeah, some of the guys that come over like Rory is amazing, you know, but Rory lost to. Uh, Wonderboy to Lawler and Wonderboy, so you could say, okay, well, he's the third best. They need a guy that they could claim is the best guy in the world. You could, M- M- right now, MVP might be that guy. He hasn't lost, but he hasn't fought the competition where right. you know. Uh, and then the thirty-five, who, uh, Don, who's the champion at, at forty-five? Uh, at thirty-five or at, at forty-five? <clears throat> at forty-five is uh, Daniel Strauss. And Daniel Almost Strauss, back. I mean, Strauss is amazing. I mean. Uh, Chandler's. Uh, you could argue Chandler. I mean, beat Eddie Alvarez, yep. but so they, but they need that guy. They need that guy who's the best in the world, and they don't have that guy right now. Uh, they might, but if GSP comes over, you could claim GSP's the best in the that's, world. That's I the mean, biggest guy in the company if he comes over. Yes, yeah, but with Aldo, there's two little things about it that I've read that he has said. Number one, it's he, he wants his release, and he does not want to fight anymore. From what I have read. Um, not sure if that's 100% true, but the funnier part was Aldo has said if Dana makes him fight or finish out his contract, he's going to tap as soon as the bell rings and just start giving away fights. That and would like, be the worst thing for the sport. Oh, of I course. Mean. And it, But it's like one giant fuck you. I don't you. think he could actually do that, though. 
I mean, technically he could. No, I mean, technically, technically sure. he could, but it's but any like real fighter. I don't think would, when actually getting in the ring would could do that. Yeah, but you can. I can see him getting to the point where he's just like, "Fuck it, I'm done. Really? I'm done with these guys." Um, I mean, think about human nature, right? He can be pissed enough that he's just like, I don't want to do anything with you guys anymore, and this is the only way for me to get out. Fuck it, I'm out of here. That would look like the worst wrestling, like stage wrestling match. The other guy just walks out and lays down. It's happened before. I've seen it happen before. In, in wrestling, yeah. it has no, happened. I've seen it happen before, in, in MMA. Yeah, it was, I saw it on Access TV. The guy was beating another guy up really bad, and then he was like, This doesn't make sense. This guy's not going to quit. He quit so that he wouldn't. Yeah, the ref wouldn't stop it. Right. So the Which guy is... that was winning quit. Yeah, wow. that was. That was crazy. That's uh, weird. I bet also, he regrets that, though. Also, uh, <laughs> somewhere he's in a bar going, why the fuck did I quit? Uh, I really ag- gotten UFC. <laughs> also, a really exciting fight is Alan Juban. Yeah. And Mike Perry. And Mike Perry. Yeah. Fuck. I'm, I'm like a little nervous for Alan on that one because Perry's a fucking psycho, dude. You know what, though? This guy, Mike Perry, you know, he comes out there. I, he put on... Picks up him on Instagram and like blackface. Uh, I mean, he's I don't know what his deal is. What so? Uh, and he also his cornerman got kicked, uh, got booted from weigh-ins. Because yeah, from the first it. fight when he was talking shit about the Koreans, and then his next fight when he just fought Danny Roberts, Alex Nicholson wasn't allowed to corner. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this him. Mike Perry guy. I understand you're trying to make a name for yourself, but I think there's ways to do it, and then there's just like. Being an attention whore. Let your fighting uh, speak for you. And I, I hope Alan fucks this guy up, honestly. I, I think I, Alan will be better in the wrestling and on the ground. I think on the feet, Mike just doesn't stop swinging. No, I think it's the op- I mean, 10th planet on the ground, sure. I think Alan, but Alan's striking. He's had like 15 or 16 great. Muay Thai fights before. His striking is great, but you've seen even when Tumanov was coming in on him and just throwing wild shots that one landed and it was over for Alan. Whereas, you know, Mike Perry took everything Danny Roberts had and just kept coming forward and swinging like he had never Danny swung Roberts before. Danny Roberts is not Alan Juban. No, I know that. This is a huge step up in competition, but I'm saying I think Alan's advantage is definitely in the wrestling and on the ground. Not saying his striking is bad. I'm not at all. I think Mike Perry was a college wrestler. But Mike Perry swings wildly. He's got power. And that's the only thing that worries me because we have seen Alan get knocked out. I like those dudes from Louisiana, though. Like All those dudes from Lafayette are tough. Yeah, yeah all, it's true. All it's, of I know. Maybe I know. Maybe because they're it's the gator wrestling. It's something. <laughs> something about Louisiana. Yeah. Louisiana. When you can I went, wrestle a gator. You can when, wrestle a gator. When man. I went to Mardi Gras, that was the most fucked up police force I've ever seen in my life. Was the <laughs> Louisiana police force. I mean, they literally were just locking people up, and then you would pay them off, and they let you out. It, it was like third world country shit. That's why when like Katrina happened, and like half the police just quit. They're like fuck this, we quit. Like that. That wouldn't happen in New York uh, or other police forces. I mean. I don't know, man. I don't know. That, that was it. Was cra- I never saw anybody just be able to buy them way out of jail like in Louisiana? Well, it's not like real jail. It's a cage they have in like the middle in the median <laughs> that they throw drunks in when they're making a mess. Yeah, but you saw so your friends have to, to come and get jail. No, no, I but mean, you, no, but it wasn't like that. It was like, hey, give me money like under the books and get out. Well, I mean, they're just making money. What are you gonna do? All right, we're calling uh, Eddie Alvarez <laughs> right now. I hope we got a Mardi Gras. Come on, you're not supposed to be showing your tits either, but that happens. <laughs> Yeah, that's Nobody's a, complaining against that, that's about a, that. That's why people were getting locked up. That's actually what started Girls Gone Wild. Do you remember that? At the very beginning of Girls Gone Wild, it was just footage of girls showing their tits at Mardi Gras. And then, yeah. of course, it blew up from there. Now, actually, what happened was that guy from Girls Gone Wild, Joe, Joe Francis, Francis. Yeah. he was working for that company <laughs> called uh, uh, Two... Two wor- like, like where people get hit by trains and shit, like the, 
you know, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The infomercial, the, like like faces of death. Yeah, like yeah. that. And then people were sending him naked pictures, people, videos of them people naked. And then he just was like, was, they, they couldn't use it. And he was like, oh, there's a market for this. And then made his money through that. Yeah. That guy was that guy was a scumbag. Well, um, I mean, a lot of bad things happened to him from all that shit. So. Yeah. 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 Have you guys heard? Hey, Eddie Alvarez. Hey, you're on the MA Roasted Podcast. It is me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Eves Edwards, uh, V. Greg Wilson, and C.B. Gold. How are you? What's up, brother? What's up, man? Listen, congratulations, man. I can't, I, you gotta be, I'm so excited for your fight against Conor McGregor. Biggest fight of all time. I'm through the roof. We only got 25 days left and counting. And um, we're fucking ready, dude. Let's smash this dude up. It'll be fun. I'm I'm so happy for you, man. Now, how much has your life changed since the Dos Anjos fight? My life don't change. I win fights. Nothing changes. Um, uh, people get like people give me free shit now. Everybody wants to give me something for free. Um, so I get I get a lot of a lot of free stuff. But other than that, um, I don't think it's changed much. Still the same person. Still the same guy. Yeah. I uh. I'm enjoying being a champion now. Feels well, good. good. Man. I mean, you've earned it, dude. If anybody, you're you're a guy uh, who like hard work pays off. You know, you put your head down. Every one of your fights is very exciting, and I'm really really happy for you, man. Uh, in in that first fight, when you had him hurt, were you worried about gassing out at all? I I think I had him hurt, and it was like every fight is a risk reward. Whenever you make a movement or do anything, it's how much damage am I going to get for this movement? That's from that's what I'm always assessing in a fight. Whenever I'm fighting, how much damage am I going to get for each movement? And um, I think in that case, when when you get a guy of that caliber hurt in that way, I seen his eyes kind of go. You got to go in because um, it's rare that a guy like that will make a mistake or you're able to get him on wobbly legs. So it's just kind of. Uh, I guess if you're playing poker and, and you got kings, then you go all in, you know? So I was all in with kings, not necessarily aces, and um, I decided to make the move. Oh, it was awesome, dude. It was, it was unbelievable. I actually I ran into you right after that, and you had a big smile on your face. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was cool to see, man. Um, now, uh, uh, Conor McGregor, how did that happen as far as, like, was he, was he the only fight offered to you? Well, first of all, Eddie. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Uh, I made that fight happen. I'm the one who made the Conor McGregor fight happen. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't ever have an intention to fight me or want to fight me. Every time I said his name, I didn't get any response. I didn't get anything. You know, this is a guy who responds to everyone and talks shit about everyone and talks shit on everyone. But every time, I would try to go to media and try to drum up a fight or something like that there'd be no response so it was obvious that they that they really didn't want this fight and um it wasn't until you know we won the belt and then uh you know now now they wanted a shot a crack at getting the belt and um you know i i when i joined the ufc i fought the the best guys in the division back to back to back and i and that was my that was my strategy fighting and um, I just told, you know, I told the media, I got tired of asking, being asked about Conor McGregor. So I told the media that I can, I can use a, a, an easier fight. And then and, and that's why this fight happened. 
So that's pretty cool. I mean, uh, Eves, anything for, for Eddie? Yo, Eddie, what's going on, man? I got your message up, yesterday, man. I messaged you back, but I haven't heard back from you, so I'm going to bother you about that later. But <laughs> oh, Okay, sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, um, we talked about this before, about Connor and, and the first fight with Nate and how when he got hurt, he wanted out, right? But the second fight, yeah. it looked better. He, he, he fought through it. He ran a little bit, but he, he stayed in there. You think you can break him again? Yeah, they, I mean, look, there's, we all have a spirit for certain aspects of the sport. So, like, when, when we stand up, there's certain guys who are confident and they have a strong spirit for stand up. Yeah. And then when the fight hits the ground, there's other guys who have are confident and have a strong spirit for the ground. They can fight there longer. They feel more comfortable. Um, so the idea of a mixed martial artist and someone who's going to be a champion is to strengthen your spirit for all parts of a fight, whether we're on the ground, whether we're grappling, whether we're against the cage. Your spirit needs to be strong for every part of a fight. And um, I, I'm, I, I pride myself on being one of them guys. I can go anywhere in a fight and um, just know that it's a temporary situation. I'm going to get out, and then eventually I'm going to get on top. Um, the thing about the, the Connor fight, the second Connor fight with Nate is he was gassing out where he should have been, the, had the strongest spirit because the fight was on the feet the whole time. There was really no ground exchanges and, um, he was gassing out in his best realm in his most confident realm. And that's what, uh, that's what sort of stuck out to me the most. Are, are you bringing anybody to emulate what he's going to do? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to some people. I'm gonna talk to some people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we look. We have guys. Um, I was supposed to have a guy come in. Uh, Haven't uh, he's supposed to come in in a week or so? Uh, there's it's been a little more trouble than what I thought. So I've already started um, calling around and uh, seeing if I'm able to grab some other resources. Uh, also, um, are you worried about like him being in your head at all? Because it seemed like at the press conference you wanted to get up and just smack him. I'm I'm the least bit worried about that. Look, I'm I have four children. I'm I'm I'm, I'm 32 years old. I, I fought the best guys in the world. Um, for me, it's like it's a little bit comical what's going on. Um, I when when I usually square off with a guy. And I'm being, I'm being my hand of God. When I square off with a guy, my heart rate goes up. I get excited. Um, I feel something. When I, when I was on stage with him in New York, I, I never felt less threatened in my life against another man. Like that's, that's sincerely how I felt. It was a weird feeling for me to be squared off and be face to face with someone and, and just not feel threatened by, by them at all. It just seemed like a, too much of a show and spectacle it was like funny for me. I don't have the Irish fans been ha harassing you on social media. Yeah, I get, I get a, I get a bit of that, but you know everybody's Irish when Conor McGregor comes into town. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk. It's it's funny. When you say that, Eddie, <clears throat> I remember fighting on cards with you on the East Coast in in Atlantic City, and um, you would bring all of Philly with you, man. So. I'm thinking it's going to be Philly and Ireland in Madison Square Garden. Mm. You're going you gonna to have a crew behind you that, that can shut up the, the McGregor fans? 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess that the fights in the stands are going to probably be better than the ones in the octagon. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt that. I, yeah. I'm, I'm just going because if you got Philly fans are passionate and they don't they don't allow no bullshit to go down. So um, I'm just going to go out and take a guess that. Some of them, some of them fights in the stands will probably be more exciting than the ones in Octagon. Now Connor does hit hard, though, man. I mean, you saw him drop Nate a couple times. You know, he dropped Aldo. Are you are you concerned about the power at all? Um, I'm ne- I'm never concerned. I just prepare. I'm never I'm never concerned about what a guy what a guy's strength is or or what his weakness are. I just prepare properly, and that that's what allowed me to win my world title win numerous world titles and, and beat the best guys in the world. Um, everything's in preparation. And um, he's, to me, he's a left hand. He's, he's just a guy with a left hand. That's it. That's that's how I see him. He does something in Philly, like in boxing, that we call rock back. He he does it well. Um, Mayweather does it. A lot of, a lot of Philly boxers do it. It's called a rock back. He lives and breathes off it. And a lot of MMA guys don't know about these box these boxing things that, that they that they do. But uh this is something very simple. This is a move that's very easily taken away. And um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dominate every step of the way. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm laughing because Eddie's from that generation, man. Eddie's like I we've talked about this before. Eddie's like one of the last guys from that generation of fighting where it wasn't. It wasn't for money. It was for passion. And um, and then being out of Philly, he knows a lot about fighting. Talking about the rock back and 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 he understands boxing well. You know. So I don't think I know Connor's confident there, but I don't think that's an advantage for him. Yeah, that's the best part of his game is his Not striking. In this fight. Not in this fight. Yeah. I mean, Eddie. I I honestly I think Eddie is is really smart when it comes, especially to the striking game. Um, and, and when he says that, that's why it's the big smile on my face, because it's like he sees some things that, that a lot of people won't recognize. And if he can capitalize on those things, he can make Connor, Connor look amateur. Now, Eddie, by the way, we were at the same uh, national tournament in high school. You took third. I didn't place. But uh, at the prep school nationals at, at Lehigh, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, wrestled against uh, Blair. That was like the best team, Blair Academy. Right. It's funny because uh, the uh, one of my main main guys uh, who who helps me with my wrestling is uh, Esposito uh, from Blair, uh, and he and he wrestled in high school and stuff like that. Now now he's, I got the pleasure of him him uh, helping me with wrestling and things like that. So it's pretty cool to uh, come full circle and uh, go from national preps to being back with them guys again. So that is awesome. Cool. By the way, I, I've been watching your workout regimen. It is insane what you're doing. You're jumping, I mean, like, you're, he's, like, on the bars, on, like, the, like, uh, gymnast bars. I mean, it's a whole, and then you're, you're jumping up over those, like, track, track thing, hurdles. I mean, they have you doing these things. Are, are you okay? I don't want you to get hurt, man. That, that shit looks crazy. <laughs> no, my, my, my coach, when, when the cameras come around and stuff like that, my coach will purposely put crazy shit up. Cause he know he knows that uh, one I like I never did it like some of the stuff um, I never did it to that extent before. So he tries to get me to break all my personal bests while the cameras are around. I, he knows I'm a show off. I'm, I'm a 
I'm a little bit of like a show off and a sore loser. And you're also so doing those like squats, those fucking deadlifts. Me, I'll do it. The deadlifts you're doing with like, like I don't know how much, like 300 pounds on each side. I'm like, the fuck is this guy? Do? It's crazy, dude. Shit is crazy. Yeah, it's I, I I enjoy that stuff. My coaches, my coach challenges me. I I've been with him since like the dream tournament, and um, he's a big reason I'm starting to knock people out again. Yeah. Back with him, back with the explosiveness, the power. Um, I, I've always had the ability to knock people out, but just to start finding my power again and and um, starting catching people's chins again. It's uh, he, he's a huge asset to my team. Rich, Rich Power, he's he's the man. Nice. Now uh, the reach advantage that Connor has. Uh, how how are we going to deal with that? Um. You know, there, there's all there's tons of different ways without without giving away a game plan. Um, you know, the the he I would see like a 74, I believe it's 74 inch reach or something like that. But um, everything's taken away with with the proper preparation. Um, and um, I just I know I'm confident in my coaches. I'm confident in our game plan and our ability to go out there and do it. Uh, we've already been doing five five six fives. Um, three times a week, and um, we're just following this game plan step by step. Now, Rocky didn't and have I, any I, sex before his fight. I know Rocky's from Philly. You, Philly, have, have a women weak in legs. Have, have we cut out sex yet or no? Nah, I never do that, man. That's foolish. Nice. Uh, now, by the way, Conor <laughs> Look, McGregor just I'm showed up to, to our podcast. Conor, are you here? Yes, that's right. I came all the way down here because I heard Eddie was going to be on MMA Roasted. Nice. Now, and what's your plan against Eddie? Listen, first of all, Eddie, you're welcome, okay? <laughs> Finally, thanks to me, you're famous enough to be on a podcast. Way to go. <laughs> now, what do you plan on doing to Eddie? Eddie, first of all, I'm going to romance you in the ring. I'm going to treat you like a true gentleman. And then I'm going to just not knock you out. I'm going to knock you out of fighting forever. So it's a good thing you're Puerto Rican because you're going to have a backup career teaching people how to dance the tango. Uh, Eddie? <laughs> hey, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> no, no, Eddie Alvarez is a legend in the sport. He just knocked out Dos Anjos. How are you going to deal with Eddie Alvarez? It's real easy. You just have to turn on salsa music, and they can't help but start to dance. Eddie, is that true? <laughs> it's, it actually, he, there is a bit of truth to that. <laughs> but, um, That's what I told you. He's going to dance himself right out of the ring, and he's right about the best fights being in the stands. I predict the Irish will wheat the Puerto Ricans 113 to 108. All right. Wow. All right. <laughs> So uh, now, but Eddie Alvarez beat Dos Anjos. He beat Anthony Pettis. Uh, he beat Gilbert Melendez. Dude is a fucking legend in the sport. You haven't beaten those guys. Yes, but I didn't have to. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't have to? Come on, I'm Conor McGregor. The sport comes to me, not the other way around. All right. I'm not so Hispanic. Yeah, when you, picking the lettuce out of know, Bellator. What was that, Eddie? <laughs> When you got it, when you got a cool accent, you don't have to beat anybody good. You can just Whoa! fucking. <laughs> well, I'll be sure and tell Nate Diaz you said he weren't no good. Well, he did beat Nate Diaz, yeah, Eddie. Yeah. Nate, Eddie, Nate is a good fighter, great fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a 500 lightweight. Let's be honest. Wow. He's a fu- Nate's a. Fu- Nate, Nate's a. Hey, Nate's well, a 500 lightweight. He said Nate he- was. Uh, what was his record before he fought Connor? Uh, uh, Eves, uh, CB, what was his record? I believe it was Coke and one. 
<laughs> I think I think he was about three and one or oh and, or one one and three before before he got the Connor fight. So, so yeah, makes he, a five hundred lightweight. That's that's just being honest. He he wins half half of them. He loses half of them. I would say you're also right about Jose Aldo. It wasn't much of a fight, so I can't say what it felt like to beat him. Wow. Now, 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 CB, our other co-host has five Conor McGregor tattoos. Uh, If Eddie wins, do you get an Eddie Alvarez tattoo? I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. You better. Come on. Yeah, I want the Alvarez on your back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, your back. I have no room on my back. Maybe my forehead. Your lower back. Your lower back. He wants (laughs) you to go fucking traps. I don't have any room. (laughs) That's awesome. Hey, Eddie. Eddie. Okay, so you're from Philly, and this is Madison Square Gardens, man. Um, And you're a fight fan. You've been watching fights forever. I'm sure you've seen Felix Trinidad and a bunch of guys fighting Madison Square Gardens. What is that to you to headline a card, the biggest MMA card? Biggest. And the and, and the biggest arena. What's that like, man? That that's a feeling. I know you didn't you didn't come into this game looking for that to happen. No, I mean, I do. Everything happens for a reason. You know, I, um, I remember when I first uh, I got like joined the Dream Tournament, and that was before watching you. Eves. I watched you fight in the Pride Lightweight Grand Prix, and then I got invited to it. And um, I just remember when I got invited to it that it was even hard for me to focus on the fight because of how excited I was just to be involved. So um, I think this is just sort of, um, I think that same feelings are going to come come about me now. I've been in sport forever, but you you can't not get excited about a moment like this. Yeah, and, no um, kidding. Yeah. I, 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 I have something inside me called competitive greatness. And when the chips are all on the table, I show the fuck up every time. And I can't wait for my chips to be all in and, uh, and, and, and then see this guy across the stage for me and everybody biting their nails and wondering what the hell is going to happen here. I can't wait to show up that night and show up big. Man. I'm excited Woo! already. Woo! I, I can't you wait. Heard it. I can't wait either, man. Wow. Now, how, by the Fire. way, by the way, how's, how's uh, Frankie look? Oh, Frankie's fucking firing away, dude. Um, the, the, he he's the same he's the same way I am. Frank Frank's just so ultra competitive. He don't like losing a round, and um, you know he he definitely didn't feel good about the the Jose fight, and um, he's got a fire under him, and you could tell you could tell in training he's got a a huge fire under him, and uh, you're gonna see the same thing out of him, man. That that competitiveness that that drives our whole room every day. That's going to come out at MSG on November 12th. And uh, I think there's about four of us under Mark Henry that are fighting that night. And I, 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 there's no doubt in my mind we're going to have, we'll have a clean sweep. How's, uh, how's uh, Caitlin looking? Caitlin Chukagin. Caitlin just beats the shit out of every girl in front of her. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't see too many girls um, that actually, even, even in sparring, that uh, give her a they give her a hard time, but she just she knows how to adjust. She knows how to move, and uh, she she pretty much beats the shit out of whatever girls they bring in. She's, I actually she, feel bad for sometimes. She's really cute too. Girl. Very pretty girl as well. Uh, that chick, uh, yeah. I I think she's the next big star in uh, women's MMA. I mean, she's she's got the whole package. She is in my pants. She can fight, man. She can <laughs> fight her ass off. She is in your pants. She's, yeah, that's how I rate them. How they affect me in my pants. She's, she's going nowhere. She's near a your big pa- star in my pants. Yeah, you're, she's going nowhere near your pants. <laughs> By the way, who did you think won, Bisbing or uh, Hendo? 
Who do, oh, oh, um, I just seen like clips. Uh, the fight was incredible, but um, I, I, I haven't got a chance to assess the whole fight. From what I've seen from, from I usually follow a couple analysts, um, some that I really trust. I've seen uh, Jack Slack scored it, scored it for Bisbing, so I'm going to say Bisbing. I, I follow Jack Slack pretty closely, and I trust his word. So um, if he had it scored Bisbing, I think, I think it was probably Bisbing. Uh, now, are you going to watch the other fights before your fight? Because they're, I mean, you got Weidman, you got the whole card is stacked. Kennedy, you know, uh, Rashad Evans, the whole thing is stacked. Are you, you going to watch the other fights? Uh, usually when I go, usually when I show up uh, the night of, I usually just go to sleep for a little bit because uh, it takes a while for my fight to usually come around. So I'll get, I'll show up in my locker room. I'll go to bed for about maybe like an hour or two, and then I'll, then I'll wake up and uh start get going um once i get gone I'll, I'll i'll enjoy some of some of the fights ones like if uh frank's on for sure i'm gonna watch frank's um and my teammates but uh usually when i'm just warming up i'll i'll go ahead and, and watch some exchanges watch some things happen nice well listen man it, you know the fact that you're the champion you're fighting in the biggest card ever and you're coming you came on my podcast it's, you have no idea how much that means, dude. And uh, I, I'm going to be a fan of yours for life. Uh, I'm going to be rooting for you. Same here. Everyone that I know is rooting for you. And I, <laughs> Eddie, I can't thank you enough, man. No, no problem, brother. I, I, I like that you still go to them wrestling practice and teach them kids. It actually, uh, it's a big part of the reason I still, uh, you know, I don't, I don't mind doing anything for you guys. I think that's cool that you still help out with the kids. And when I get extra time, when I'm done all this bullshit, uh, probably be my main the main thing I'm going to be into too. So oh, cool, thanks, Eddie. That's cool. Hey, Eddie, really quickly, man, I just want to tell you, you know, November 12th is my birthday. So if you win, I want you to know I'm going to tell everybody that you did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whatever, what, yeah, whatever, whatever helps you out, man. Whatever helps you. There you go. Tonight. You heard it here. Eddie Alvarez said he's going to win for Greg on his birthday yes. right here on MMA Rose. There you go. I love you, man. Thank I got you. you, man. Thanks, Eddie. Be good, Eddie. All right. I'll see you guys. All right, that was Eddie Alvarez, man. What a fucking, <laughs> what a what a great what a guy. Day. What yeah, amazing. I, I, I am so happy he came on the show, man. Uh, so you, what, what were you saying? You're the, I mean, there was a party rooted for Eddie Alvarez, right? No. Really? I don't hate him. I don't dislike him. I have nothing against him at all, but I'm rooting for Connor. What do you love about Connor? Connor's just, just ever since the day he walked into the UFC, the way he talks, the way he presents himself, the drama, just the. I mean, I come from a WWE background that's what my it really whole is life. Right there. Like, and he dude, a guy, that's why I'm like a huge fan of Chael Sonnen as well. Because Chael comes in and he just talks all his shit and he, like, he's, it's fucking hilarious. But you know, I love Chael, it. Chael, it seems forced. Like, he writes it, he plans to be the villain, blah, blah. Whereas, I think, you know, uh, Connor just is being it that just guy. Comes na- it comes more, it feel, yeah, I agree with you. It feels like it comes more naturally from Connor that he's just, but you look at a guy and it's a rags to riches story. Two weeks before he got signed to fight Marcus Brimage on short notice, he was on welfare in Ireland. The guy had no money in his fucking pocket. Yes, now it's a forty record, million dollar year from for, Mr. McGregor. For the record, everyone in Ireland is on welfare. So <laughs> is it all potatoes? It's, it's all welfare potatoes. potatoes. The potato vans coming around. Bring there's out no your ice, bags. There's no ice cream trucks. Bring it's just out potato. Your, yeah, that's right. Potato Porsches or something yeah. like. And the theme song is from potato to potato, three <laughs> potato bar, five potato, six potato, seven potato bar. This is both the best and worst episode we've ever done. Yeah. I don't know, wait a second. I speaking since we're going on the subject of horrible. Did Robin Black China really break up? 
You'd know more than anybody. I, I'm not totally caught up. I have one episode for the season Because Because everybody's tweeting yeah, yeah, you every, and me yeah, about Robin really Blank did. trying to broke up. Yeah, and I'm did, like, well, we need up. to find out from the source here. Yeah. Well, I, I think the secret's out on them. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a mistake, man. I, yeah, I just think that I think that Black China being... <laughs> the show? Being, being, you know who should be here. upset about this? L- Chinese people. Listen, because it's C-H-Y-N-A. But so I think what happens is, look, Black China was a stripper for a long time. And I think she knows how to fuck. Did she, she work she with knows, Coco Puff? She knows how to bang. I can I can see that she knows how to. And well, you, I think there are guys there are guys out that I know out there, friends of mine, that when they get a chick knows who knows how to fuck or blow somebody, they get hooked. They they fall in love. Yeah, you get pussy whipped. And they and that's what happened with Rob Kardashian. He would never been fucked by a chick like Black China. And and how and, do you know this? What is where, this, this is, is my your theory. analysis? This is my watching theory. the show. This okay. is my theory. Okay. I so, grab fighters. He grabs Kardashian. So, <laughs> so right away he wanted to marry her. He was like, you know, put a baby in this. This is the best fuck I've exactly. ever had. You had to put a splash guard but on the bed. It just, man, you have to know that <laughs> just because some juice put, just man. because a chick can fuck doesn't. You, there's a girl's your wife, and then the girls that you just. You know, you, you bang, or you're not bang, but you, you have fun with. You know the difference. You, yeah, I do. You do? Yeah, the girls that I've went out with. Yeah, I've the girls been. you had relationships with were good, sweet girls. You fun. choose nice girls to actually be involved with. Yes. And then the other, but, uh, but. <laughs> and then the other 99%. But there are many guys that don't do that. There are many no, guys. That's true. You never try and make a Madonna out of the whore. Yeah. They'll never, because they can't change. Once, they're, once, they're addic- once they need a lot of dick, they'll never not need that much dick. Yeah. So ha- have you ever dated a chick, like went out you with a girl? Oh, them off. You can't. No, listen. Well, sometimes they can like grow out of it, but generally speaking, they're always going to need multiple dicks. It's, listen, I try, I've tried to make the, a good girl an honest woman out of the whore. It yeah. doesn't work. She's a whore. Eves, have you ever tried to make an honest woman out of a whore? No. You, you've never had a girlfriend that was like, have you ever dated strippers before? Or? I had a girlfriend that was a stripper before we started dating. And what happened? Um, yeah, we broke. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't gonna work. He couldn't tame her with that. Even with that black dick, couldn't tame her. Really? Yeah. Nice. Now, I'm not trying to be a. a, a <laughs> You're not a trying to be a tamer. pussy tamer and lion tamer. <laughs> Are that what they called lion tamers? I, I just that. <laughs> it is now hashtag lion tamer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, <laughs> when you could tame that big pussy, so, uh, that uh, wild, that wild stripper pussy, you a lion tamer. I uh, just got announced. Tim Means. Exactly. Let him roam. Tim Means is fighting Alex Oliveira. Cowboy who just beat up uh, who just Ooh, beat yeah. Brooks. Cowboy's getting looked- beat up. The Cowboy's pop- he's he's strong. He's a real strong dude. But man, Means is clean and dirty. At, at least I'll make clean fucking weight this time. Huh. I, his style. I, when I say yeah, that's true. I'm sorry, I didn't realize I was saying such an oxymoron. His style is is real crisp. But um, the things that he does, especially when he gets inside with those elbows. Yeah. I mean, yeah right. 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 He should be the first guy with a nickname after his last name. It would be Tim Means Business because, you know, every time he gets in there, he's looking to murder somebody. Every t- and at least Cowboy will make weight this time because he gets an extra 15 pounds. Hashtag Tim Means Business. Uh, no, I, honestly, I like Tim Means. He actually has a really cool story, too. He was in, he was in jail for, for a while and came out, redeemed himself, got his life together. Jail can give uh, you uh, time to think Yeah, uh, about what you've done. Have you ever been to jail? <laughs> Uh, yeah, of course. For for what? Uh, not for like a long time. Jail, like, like overnight. Yeah, like overnight, not prison. I haven't for been what? to prison. I've been to jail. jail. Uh, one of them, I had an outstanding warrant for like a ticket or some shit, so I had to go to jail for that. Yep. Once I got popped smoking weed on the street. Right. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think. Of the, I feel like there was a third time. <laughs> but those two times for sure. Eve's you. 
<laughs> okay, so two stories are coming back together. I did get arrested um, for traffic warrants with uh, my ex-girlfriend that was a stripper. <laughs> they shipped me down to this other part of town. The cop put me in the back seat of the car, cuffed me. And he had with no seatbelt on. He's driving like a maniac, and I'm falling over. Yeah. So he didn't know I was as flexible as I was. So I moved my feet and put the handcuffs back in front of me. Um, they don't really like that. Right. <laughs> one point. You're uh, like a magician. Yeah. At one point, I'm scratching my face, and he looks in the mirror, and he just goes, put them back. So you had, did you put him back? No. I was going to say, that's a tough move. So what, that's so, harder that's than getting him all. Totally. That's what I'm thinking. I was so like, what, so you what, can do that. You can suck your own dick. All right. <laughs> Here we go again. So well, what, he was just, he just kind of acted kind of like a bully once he pulled me out and he put me in. It was in a cell about as big as the kitchen. Did anybody recognize you from fighting? No. It was a, sm- it was a small local, <laughs> local, I forget the name of the town. It was like, it was all you people in Houston, it was like Hillcroft and Voss, that area. I can't remember what that's called. But it's a small community over there. He put me in a, in a jail cell over there. For I was there for about four hours. Oh. Every time Eves leaves his house with a story on the show, you're like, "Did anybody recognize you? <laughs> go back to fucking, go back to his home. Go back, go to jail. Anybody recognize? Like every, I don't know. every well, time. I was, I was that was before I had any kind of fame. No, but yeah. I how much money did it cost you to get out of jail? That's all I was gonna say. At least I didn't ask him how much money he was getting paid. Well, listen, pay. I always find it funny when like celebrities or fighters or athletes go to jail and people in the jail know them, like comedians or know stuff because they was like, it's always. Kind Have of you funny. guys been to jail? No. No. You know why? Because you're not black like us. You're an idiot. I've been, de- I've been detained. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yes, black guy's been to jail, man. I've been you, detained. You... I've never been arrested. What have you been detained for? Uh, I was detained. Like in Grand Theft Auto or in real life? No, in real life. Uh, for what? But that was a good reference. I like that. You could, You could have gone the right avenue. Um, mostly just... Uh... Is he coaching you in comedy right there? <laughs> <laughs> Did he just give you a comedy tip? Yeah. That was a good reference. You could have gone the right direction. But, you know, we'll discuss it after the of podcast. Of course. This guy, all of a sudden... He's coaching you up. Adam, Adam looked at, at Greg like... Yeah, that motherfucker. Yeah, did. Totally. yeah, I'd be like, like, I was trying to give you fighting advice. Like, well, you should have swept the leg. Yeah, so funny. Go on. So bad. Continue. No, I got detained for uh, weed-related instances, just like smelling like weed in public. But I had my prescription on me, so they couldn't really do anything about it. By the way, uh, Juliana Pena, I guess, is threatening to leave the UFC because she really wants that Ronda fight. Ron I mean, not, fight. not the Ronda fight, the, uh, the Nunez fight. Nunez fight, which. I mean, you can't blame them for giving it to Ronda. It's a, it's a, it's a business move. There's no, she has no argument. No, she has no argument. Donuts. I mean, yeah, Juliana, she, she's won all of her fights in the UFC. I don't know if she's undefeated overall. In the UFC. Okay, but she is undefeated in the UFC. But, I mean, it's Juliana Pena versus Ronda Rousey. That's literally like the number 12... Bantamweight demanding to fight Dominic over. Yeah, but he well, we never... did just have Hendo fight Bisping. That's so. the problem. Well, that's a difference, though. But no, but that, but that's why you'd make that other fight because that fight makes money and this fight makes money too. It's, it's actually an argument towards why they gave it to Ronda. Well, yeah. Uh, but I hear in with this whole new William Morris era, they're going to do fights that make the most money, and I think that's a very dangerous t- uh, place to go. I understand why Ronda is this because Ronda. Defended her belt how many times? And I think if you defend your belt more than three or four times and you lose your belt, you should get the first rematch. You're supposed to even uh, have one defense. You're it, supposed to get an immediate. It, it should be that way. I don't understand why it's not. And, um, you know, I understand why it's not in like a case like Luke Rockhold who wins once and loses the first title defense. Maybe he shouldn't get the next one. But, but if Ronda was a dominant champion. In fact, so dominant that she was an 11-1 to favorite over Holly Holm who beat her. However... 
I understand Juliana's plight of like, okay, I beat Kat Zingano. Uh, I, I beat Jessica I, who at the time was ranked number three or four. And now she thinks that the other girls are more dangerous or, or as dangerous and not don't make enough money. They want her to fight uh, the Russian girl. Um, Shevchenko? Uh, yeah, they want her to fight that girl. The girl who beat Holly Holm. Yeah, but lost to the champ. Lost to the champ. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't, look, it, it's, it's hard. The women's division is hard because you have, it's such a clusterfuck. And when you have a girl like Ronda who takes a year off or two years off and then comes back. But and look at the landscape. At the same time, I gone. think it's a dangerous fight for Ronda because very. she comes out and she gets murdered. She gets murked by this girl who hits very, very hard. She's got the same stupid coach. Uh, then what happens? Ronda comes out and loses. And where does she go from there? I mean, the, she had two movies that were supposed to come out. They, they canceled Roadhouse, which I think is a good thing. Uh, I don't think the Roadhouse, remaking Roadhouse with Ronda Rousey as the bouncer. I'm not going to go see that. Was I'm that what she was going to be Swayze? Yeah. 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 yeah, they scrapped it a same, while ago. Same hair. I think they actually scrapped it before they scrapped she before lost to Holly. Yeah, yeah. They, they scrapped it, I think, even no, before no, she no. lost to Holly. No, it was after they scrapped it. Then it was like right after. Yeah. I mean, first of all, someone was saying, was it a lesbian bar? I mean, like, what did she. <laughs> that would be kind of cool if it was a lesbian bar and Chicks was just fighting and Rhonda was the bouncer. But, but I think they were going to have males fighting. That would be cool if you were a lesbian bar and the movie was a porno. Then it would be cool. <laughs> Otherwise, think, otherwise, you would only be able to go see it with the same people that go see the WNBA. <laughs> the thing I think about promoting is uh, it's like a crapshoot. Crap it's like you're playing craps, you know, especially when, when you have champions having to fight guys that aren't the next in line. Um, when, when there's no clear next in line, like for Bisbing, it was the same thing. There was no clear next in line. I think for Amanda Nunes, there's no clear next in line. Even uh, one I, yes, I, yes and no. I, I disagree with the Bisbing thing because he fought Hendo, who was like number 14. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think that the UFC was like, look, we can make a lot of money on Bisbing Hendo, uh, but then rankings don't mean shit because if he fights Chris Weidman, Rockhold, Jacare, or Romero... That those are way, I think, harder fights than fighting Dan Henderson at this point in his career. Yeah. But I, th I, th I think there's a balance there. Um, the Hendo fight, the timing, everything worked out for that to be the right fight to happen right then. Uh, it's not always going to be that way. Right now, Amanda and Ronda, that's pretty much the right fight. Ronda's coming back. She's a former champion. That's the only, thing, only fight she's ever fought in the UFC was for the title. Who do you think wins the fight? Ronda's been out for a while, and the gap is closed, I believe. Um, you don't really gain that same experience advantage or experience from, from training as you do from the fight. Amanda's been fighting some of the toughest women in the world. Um, also, Amanda has some strengths that Holly also has that are weaknesses for Ronda. Amanda's not necessarily going to tie up with you as soon as she gets hit because she doesn't want to get hurt. All these girls tied up with Ronda when they got hit. And they got thrown. Right. Amanda's not that girl. She gets hit. She's like, okay. Uh, unless she's in trouble, she's not tying up with you. And I don't know if Ronda could put her in trouble. So you seen you seen her train, right? Yeah. Now I heard like she beats men. Like she's she hits like a man like harder than men. I'm not even like hits harder than like, than all three of us together. Yeah. I, I I heard that she's just in training. It's it's like. Amanda, Amanda's legit. She, she can fight. She's tough. She will train with guys and, and, and hold her own. Um, she doesn't go out there and train all the practices with the guys. But she will hit drills and she'll do some of the things with the guys. And she doesn't look like she's outclassed or outmuscled or anything like that. Um, she's tough and she, she, she can take shots. You know, she, she's, she's a fighter, man. She's Are you held pads for her? I have not held pads for her. I was going to say. Okay, like... Uh, like 
her versus have you ever seen her versus Robert Whiteford train or one of those guys? No. No. No, no I've seen her just running drills and just training. I've never seen her spar, but I watch the way she moves and she doesn't move like say if if Tisha Torres is training with danger. Um, with Matt Schnell. Yeah. She, she, you can tell that it's a woman training with a man. When Amanda's training with a guy, when Amanda's training with Dean, it doesn't look like he has to be nice to her because she's a female. Like, she's out there to train, and she just trains hard. By the way, Tisha and Raquel are, like, in love now. Did uh, you see the workout video yeah, with them? Yeah, the, it's, like, it's hilarious. The, she's doing, Raquel's doing squats with her on her, with Tisha on her shoulders. Then Tisha's doing, like, uh... Almost flying sit-ups, and they're kissing every time she comes up, and then they're doing like sixty-nine sit-ups or push-ups. I mean, you got to see it. It's Great. on. In, it's on. Uh, How have t-shirt. I not seen? That? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll show you right How now. How has it not been tweeted to me a thousand times? It's. Have you seen this? Eve? Yep. I've seen you, it. Wait, everyone else off of me? Yes. Jesus Christ! I gotta Hold see on. the whole world. Are you, just are you, send are you me the, the link. I need to watch it in private. I need to watch it alone. Porn? It doesn't do it for me. Like, I'm gonna po- I love lesbian porn. I'm gonna post you, it on you your really? Facebook. You just gotta have dicks in yours. You gotta see I, extra dicks. I have to pretend that, that it's like my dick. Okay. That, no, I get that. That works <laughs> I have too. To pretend but pretend it's me. I don't always need to see. I'm very. Sometimes se- I like just chick shit. I'm very selfish. Too. Especially if they're teens. Oh, all right. You know what? Now, now. Oh, yeah. Now we got to cut that out. Now we're going to. I just Facebook messaged it. They're not real teens. No, of course not. It's a category. Greg, I just messaged it to you. Oh, okay, great. All right, so. Um, Well, what I, like, in terms of Rhonda. 18 is still teen. 19 is still teen. These are legal teens. (laughs) I believe it's called barely legal. Would you uh, hook up in real life with an 18-year-old? Sure. Really? Well, when I could, yes. (laughs) What are we talking about, a kid? I did, like a bunch of times. But now would you? Sure, why not? Is there a 45-year-old guy who's going to be like, no, I don't want that 18-year-old? It's young, (laughs) man. It is kind of young. Hey, listen, we all make mistakes. That's how you. Yeah, you that's, act, how, that's how you grow up. But you actively seek out mistakes, so that really mistakes. <laughs> Not those mistakes. <laughs> what was that going? So I think like with the New Year's <laughs> card he, coming, he's like, I can't do this show. And Ronda versus Pena. Uh, hold show. up, everyone. What, what was that? So like with the New Year's card coming, with two hundred five being the biggest card ever, and we've discussed this going into it. Two hundred five is the biggest card, so the cards before it are not as stacked because they can't be. They've lined everything up. But then you look at the cards after it. Two hundred six has been announced; it looks good. Two hundred seven. They needed a monumental New Year's card because they do it every year, and it's nothing against Juliana Pena because I think she deserves a shot. Just not if Ronda says I'm coming back. And Ronda is arguably the second biggest draw in the UFC right now. Connor's the first, of course, but putting Ronda on the New Year's card is necessary. They need to sell it out. They've even said, you know, we're doing a second title fight. It's most likely going to be Dominic Cruz defending, but they needed that name. And unfortunately, Pena does not move the needle against Nunez like Ronda does. And then you look at the landscape and then you have Dana talking about, well, if Ronda gets her title back, then she's getting Cyborg next and we're going to make that fight happen. And I'm like, that's awesome, but I don't think it's going to happen. They even said, um, Ronda's uh, nutritionist, what's his name? Uh, Dolce. Dolce said that she'd rather fight a catch weight against Joanna Yunjunchek than Cyborg, which is ins- insane because... I don't think Ronda can make 125. Yeah, that. And also, <laughs> Cyborg, if she weighs it at 140 and you weigh it at 135, I know five pounds, you know... 
Well, no, Ronda could go up to 140 it's easily. It's a lot bigger than Joanna Yunjunchek. <laughs> she proved that already. Yeah, but Ronda uh. can go to Ronda <laughs> can go to 140 because she was, she won the title in strike force at 145. She so won her medal at 157 pounds. So yeah, 54 pounds. So yeah, Is that right. Yeah. Uh, now, um, what else was I gonna say? Uh, there was something else. Uh, UFC uh, 206. I'm looking at. Uh, the cage side is 285. What's crazy about the garden, though, is like, it's like $4,000 for cage side. Well, the thing is with the UFC, the way they're selling tickets now, the first five to ten rows, anything on the floor is considered VIP. So you buy it through UFC.com instead of getting your regular Ticketmaster tickets, and you get a meet and greet with some fighters. You get like to go to like a special like dinner with, with some fighters mm. and Dana and whatever, and it, it has different price values. Like the owner's box... They're like fifteen thousand a ticket, but it's like you get this huge like package and and sometimes How much? fifteen thousand fifteen thousand dollars. But you're within the first two rows, sitting next to fuck. Dana. I want to be in the cage. Fifteen thousand dollars. No, it's ridiculous. I want to be on the stool with the fucking fighter. It's a crazy $1? amount of money. It's a Listen, crazy for amount of money. People that are really rich, fifteen thousand dollars is, is for that kind of experience is worth it. Those people aren't the fight fans. I, some I, of well, are. that's the thing. Some that's of the them thing. Are. Most of them aren't. They're not. They're the ones that show up for the main event and they've missed the first 12 yep. fights on the card. Yep. And they're starting to sit down when they're announcing the entrance of whatever Ronda or yeah, Connor, whoever it is. Up for any of the other and you're sitting fights. there and you're like, why the fuck are you here? I spent whatever, $1,000, and I've been here every fight. I'd rather be sitting there and you I know, back here. I know it's like, I know it's not. It's economics. But I understand it's economics and capitalism, but it would be nice if the UFC was kind of like uh, Pearl Jam or some of the Green Day or some of these bands that are like, all right, we're going to cap at 300 or we're going to cap at $400. Because you're right, the, the fans are the guys like, you know. 4.2 billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's the only answer to that question. Exactly. It, it, it ain't fantasy about fantasy land. It ain't, it ain't about the, the the sport and what it's all about. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's who the fighters are. That's who you are. That's that's who true fight fans are. But I mean, if if, if fighting was about money, I'd be a millionaire now. <laughs> yeah, part. no I mean, shit. You're right. But the numbers for it, it also depends on the event because a Connor fight, a floor seat that's not even in the VIP section, you're looking at. A thousand to three thousand dollars. That's not in the VIP section. So you're looking at rows maybe right. ten okay. through twenty. Got it. Got it. Got but the Almeida Garbrandt fight night was two hundred dollars, and I was five five rows away from the cage. Oh, I so. saw that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Brian Barbarena is fighting Colby Covington, UFC on Fox twenty two. That's a good fight right there. Uh, Barbarena just beat Warley Alves. Colby though. He's a Colby's beast, right? Legit, man. I love that dude. Colby, well, he didn't know anything, and we were training and. He took, I, I couldn't do anything. He's really? He's so big and strong. I couldn't do anything. I mean, he isn't that, looking at us, he's not that much bigger than me. But being in there with him, he's, he's a powerful dude, man. And he spent a lot of time with Masvidal. Um, they were roommates for a while. And I think he, he, he picked, outside of fighting, he picked up some stuff from Masvidal about fighting that you don't learn in the gym, too. So I think, I think he's on the right path. He, he'll do well. Uh, yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, Colby, I remember he came to my show... He was a guy, he was trying to talk a lot of shit. It really wasn't his thing, but he was trying to make some noise. Then he lost to Warley. He just got caught in like a standing guillotine where it's just one of those things where you're just like, fuck. And you, you see it all the time. You see it sometimes people throw out these submissions where, you know, even what happened with Andre Feely when he got caught in these, some of these, you know, some of these Brazilian guys are really clever at, at, at early on catching people in subs that they wouldn't catch in the third when you're sweating or something. 
But, you know, Colby, his last fight, he dominated. Um, he was, you know, John Jones' roommate in college. He was, uh, I think, a... Henry Cejudo also. Henry Cejudo. I think he was an uh, All-American, Division II All-American wrestler. Division but, I All-American. Division One. Yeah. But Brian Barbarena uh, is a guy who he, he beat Joe Ellenberger. I was there. Then he beat Sage Northcutt. Then he beat Warley Alves. Uh, he's a guy that's also, uh, this is a good scrap. This is a really good scrap. I think Colby's going to win too. If I had to pick it, just, I think he's just a little better. But you can't take Barbarina fucking lightly because everyone who does, I mean, Warley Alves is legit. He won the Ultimate Fighter. He, be, he beat Alan Juban. And I thought Alan won that fight, yada, yada. But that's a good fight. It's a good, good fight. Warley. I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. This is, I don't think this is on that card, but Jake and Masvidal. Jake. You uh, take Jake? Yeah, I think that Masvidal is, is a great fighter, obviously. You know, if you're, from his Kimbo backyard fights, and he's a warrior. I just think he's a little... I think Jake walks around at 205. He's a big fucking dude. Uh, he's back at King's. He's a big guy. It's a big... It's a 30-pound cut to 170. And he's like walking in that cage about 185, 190. Strong, focused, you know, had his downs, been up and down. Now I think he's still back on, on his way up. Where Masvidal, his weight class is 55. He's, he's, it's almost like there should be a 160-pound weight class or 165, but I just think it's two, two guys. But I just I think he, he fought at 55 for a long time. And I just think he's coming up. That's my only, my only issue with that. <coughs> I don't know, man. I, of course, I'm biased because he's a teammate. He's a friend. Um, Jake's a friend also. But then I've trained both these guys. I do like Masvidal. The one thing, the one knock I have on Masvidal, I would say most anybody does, is the fact that he just, he's just too patient. Um, if he can get by that, I really believe he, he walks through Jake. Has he also ever been hit by a guy who hits like Jake? I mean, he can take a shot. I mean, he did get knocked out by Dam, but his defense is really good. George's defense is good, and he can take a shot. But Jake, I mean, Jake knocked out Matt Brown in one round. He he knocked out Jake Shields uh, early. I mean, he hits so, he even even Wonder Boy has only really been hurt. He, he gets he got by Matt Brown hurt him, but he had Wonder Boy on Queer Street, as, as they say. So he just he hits him hard. He does it hard. The thing about Mazda. Who, who says not, that exactly? Queer Street. Yeah, who says that? Yeah, you hear it all the time. I heard it. Rogan said it. And, uh, I just heard you say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Masvidal's defense is pretty good. There's a lot, a lot of guys, a lot of people kind of miss the defensive structure in MMA. A lot of people watch people fight, and they just notice the offense when they land the big shots and whatnot. But Masvidal's defense, man. Yeah, no, he's it's, good. It's and, very technical. And like the Al fight, I thought he won the Al fight. No, he, he got the loss. I, I just think that Jake wins. Also, Jake's our co-host, so yeah, there's definitely there's definitely that. But I just think there are some fights where, like when Jake told me he was fighting Wonder Boy, I'm like, fuck. Like there are some fights that I'm like, yeah. stylistically. Like his last fight, and then he came out like a world beater. No, I I I bet on Jake in that fight. No, I know, but when he got announced against Matt Brown, you're like, no, no, I did not. No, no, no I'm not saying he's gonna lose. I'm saying, uh, like in my opinion, you get you they announce Ellenberger and Matt Brown, you're like that could be a tough fight because Matt is so durable, and then he comes out there and he just fucking steamrolls. Yeah, yeah remember on. you said, guys, don't say this on the podcast in private. No, you're no, like, <laughs> privately though, no, he's no, gonna get no. killed. No, 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 got that insurance policy no, on it no, no. because you were certain you were like yeah, some guys if like, get, like when Bubba you Jen- don't remember that like when Bubba Jenkins like when Bubba versus uh, uh, George 
Uh, yes, was it that one or even the the Yamauchi fight no, when he was no. doubting his stand up. <laughs> no, Yama, you, no, against Gotti, I was like, you know what, or whatever his name is, go eat the go, Yamauchi. Go I'm like, Bubba's got this. When we were sitting there, yep. I looked at you, Greg, and I go, I don't like this fight for Bubba. There's just some things with, and I, look, I can't even put it in words why I feel that way. I just have my, just my gut just tells me uh, women's intuition. <laughs> yes, women's intuition. Right. But it's even like with Lawler versus uh, Woodley. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I like this fight for Woodley. I, I don't know why. I just liked it. How you like that fight, Woodley and Wonderboy? I'm picking Woodley. Yeah. I, I just think that Woodley is just uh, – I, I think people sleep on him a little bit. I think, he, uh, I think he's finally coming into his own. I think after he got knocked out by Nate Marquardt in that violent right, fashion, yeah. he got gun shy. You saw the next couple fights, he was like, just get the win. You get the win. You get the win. He was sort of afraid to pull the trigger. And now he's like, he's with his podcast. He's a different guy. I, I think he's just a different, uh, he's got a certain confidence. And that I think, and I think he, he's a better athlete than Wonderboy. Uh, Walls, you know, and I think his karate, Wonderboy's, he's also really smart, very underrated fight IQ. And I think Woodley wins this fight. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, Wonderboy, he's got that range and that distance, and he's able to keep that well. But he's never been in there with somebody as explosive and as fast as Tyron. And Tyron, when Tyron closes that distance, it hurts. You know what I mean? He, clo- he closed the distance on Robbie, and Robbie's a guy that's take. I mean, <laughs> Robbie lost. To- the last time he was knocked out was Nate D- I'm sorry, Nick Diaz, right? Yeah. It was years ago. I fought on that card. Nick was in the locker room with us hitting pads, and we were like, Rick was like, I'm going to knock this motherfucker out. He's back there hitting pads, and he, he doesn't look like he knows how to box. And we're just like, he's not knocking anybody out with that. Yeah. But he went out there and did it, right? Um, ever since then, Robbie's taken some shots from some big dudes and been able to walk through a lot of them. Um, but Tyron hit him with one shot, finished it. I think that one-shot power is a lot for anybody. I mean, you saw what Ellenberger did to, to Wonderboy. If Tyron is able to land one of those... He's not getting off the hook. I also well, think, like, for some fighters, hater, like, the haters can kill a fighter. Yeah. But other fighters, like, it fuels a fighter. Yeah. And I think Tyron's a guy that he, in some ways, like, everyone that, like, talks shit to him just makes him better. Because he just, he's got something to prove. Yeah, yeah look at him at the presser. St. Louis. St. Like, Louis is in him, man. He grew up with people uh, telling him you can't do it, and he's been doing it ever since. He's got his chip on his shoulder. At uh, the 205 presser, he's like, I'm going to let you boo me, and then I'm going to talk. And in terms of getting hit by him, look at his fight with Jay Huron when he got in the UFC finally. He was 10 feet away from Jay Huron and landed, like, lunged in with one shot, and Huron was out. There's a guy that had Jay Huron. I remember watching Jay, it was Hieronymus, was his name. Uh, at wrestle in high school and this dude was a beast no one wanted to wrestle Hieronymus he was so good and uh, he is a guy who very underrated fighter just had bad luck in the UFC just had bad luck I mean they put him against Ellenberger who he beat GSP. he lost GSP stopped him and also his chin his chin sort of got like but he's doing great now he's in like all these movies and TV shows he was one of the hardest workers at Extreme Couture he was in Luke Cage he was in Luke Cage? Yeah, yeah. really? Oh, there you go. what was he? He, have you seen the part, portion where it shows Luke Cage's history or his backstory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of the guys that he fought in the ring. Oh, really? Yeah, in the prison. He, uh, his also his girlfriend is one of the hottest chicks. I go, what do you do? She's like, I'm a butt model on Instagram. I, I thought she was butt or a button. Butt, like an oh. ass, ass model. I thought she was kidding. Until like, I, is that a real thing? Yeah, she has like a million <laughs> Instagram followers. Damn. She gets paid to like advertise shit. And to show off her and like to twerk and like show her ass off and like 
That's her job. <laughs> That's a job. In 2016. You know what? That job probably pays a lot better than our job. Seriously. Like, imagine that. God damn. I wish I could model my butt for money. <laughs> Would you? You can. It's just you not know, as much as you think you're going to get. <laughs> I don't know if I want to advertise to that audience. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, but you can. <laughs> there are places you can go. I don't have a problem with that audience. I, I believe it's, want to advertise. It, I believe it's down on Queer Street. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Little place down there where you can do some butt modeling. Uh, Tom, Tomas Almeida is fighting Albert Morales. Who's Albert Morales? Dan Albert that? Morales. Yeah. He just fought uh, down in Harlingen. He was a guy Dana fought on. Um, yeah, looking for a, fight. for a fighter. He was the boxer that got called up. Is he good? He's, he's fighting he's Tomas Almeida. But Almeida, that's a tough fight. Almeida's last fight was Cody, and before that he was he uh, he knocked out Brad Pickett. He was knocking out he knocked out Anthony Burchak. This is a good return fight. I was actually hoping for a different fight for Tomas Uh, Leandro Higo, who is I think uh, the RFA or the Legacy champion, uh, one of one of the Pitbull brothers guys. Super tough dude, very durable. I thought he was petitioning on Twitter for the Almeida fight in Sao Paulo, but I guess he didn't get the call up. Uh, But I like Tomas's. I like Tomas's chances uh, against Albert Morales. How do you have time to know all this stuff? Well, Leandro also becoming a uh, wrestler, Uh, also following wrestling like you do. Well, as we know from you guys talking shit on the podcast, (laughs) I have all the time in the world. So now, which uh, which do you like better? Fighting. Why? Just because, you know, with all the years I've been into pro wrestling, even though, like, well, not even though, because it is predetermined and it is somewhat, like, unreal, it's easier for me to predict what's going to happen. Whereas in MMA, yeah, there's some fights you can go, okay, I guarantee you this is going to happen. Wait a minute, how do you predict it? Do you download the script? Or? <laughs> no, it's just you, you see how the story, you see how, are you like fucking with me or do you I'm really want me to answer I don't this? give a shit. Yeah, okay, so, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, really didn't want to get into that. Who's trying to predict something that's written already in it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but they don't, like, they don't release that that's shit. Like, but it's like it, betting on how Family Guy is going to end, you know? Like, well, I think, well, you know. I think Brian's going to get him this time. <laughs> My money's on Brian. Like what? No, but MMA is is very very unpredictable, and it's who's, who's a, yeah, a lot more who's fun. Paid off in MMA. No, it's a lot more fun to watch, and there's more to it. And I've been able to get. There's so many people that are into pro wrestling that think they fucking know everything because it is predetermined, and you can figure out a pattern of what's going to happen. Whereas MMA, there's a lot of people that think they know shit. Who's the champion in the WWE? What champion? The heavyweight champion. Which one? The main one. The Universal or the WWE World Heavyweight? Whichever one's the biggest one. The World Heavyweight. The bigger one is AJ Styles. Now, if you could either, right, hang out with AJ Styles all week. I've met AJ Styles a few times. Conor McGregor for the weekend or get blown by Jessica Alba for an entire week, what would you do? Why would I want to get blown for an entire week? Like every- that would wow. fucking hurt. Okay. <laughs> that would hurt. Wow. I don't wow. know. Like- that takes the cake. <laughs> Holy crap! A whole week. Why would I want to uh, get blown for a whole week when I can just kill her and get blown for a whole year? Twenty-four it, hours. You guys, you think about it all wrong. You just keep the parts you use. You've already offered me Jessica okay, Alba too. You can cut out her face. 
I can put it on the Conor McGregor mannequin, and then it's exactly what I want, and I have it all the time. So you actually, but, but, but so my answer dead. is Conor McGregor. But these people are dead. You 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 don't, you don't mind getting blown by a dead person? If you put it in the you microwave, it's still warm. It's still warm if you microwave it. Microwave, okay. You just microwave the mouth. You microwave the pussy, and then and then that's good. Okay, it feels very natural. But don't you think I'm not the entire like she would take breaks. <laughs> But I'm saying you get blowjobs like, the whole week. Like, like, okay, but here's a, here's a question. I'm at your discretion. You. At your discretion. Yeah, how do you know? Constant sucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just like ah, can I have a? Like it's just yeah. You like. But how do you even know? But, but here we go. Where so you're, where you're like, you know what? I'm now I'm refreshed. Get over here. It's time for another. You know. I, I get it. Can I, do <laughs> I, I get to answer? It doesn't or? sound like you get it. <laughs> do you, do I do I get it my turn to like answer? I am. We haven't. You called me psycho the first. Day you met me, we haven't fucking come to terms with the fact that I'm out of my mind. You're clearly uh, out of your mind. All right, go on. So, number one, how do we know that Jessica Alba's any good at giving head? Nobody here can tell me. After a week, she's got to be pretty good. Yeah. Practice makes All right, go on. Also, there's like millions, if not, well, there's billions of girls out there that, that it doesn't matter if it's Jessica Alba or Kate Upton or whoever the fuck it is. You, there could be any girl that's good at giving head that you'd want to fucking, it's not a big deal. Kate hanging, Jenner. It's not hang, a big deal. Dude. Hanging out with, Kate, with fucking Conor McGregor for a yeah. week or a weekend. Yeah. That's Conor McGregor. He's one in a, one in a lifetime. There will never be anybody like him. And I have yeah, the you have, utmost a, you, have, you have a you have a penis, right? I, I get it, but you don't think Conor could get me just as hot, if not hotter, fucking girls to do it, if not like eight at a time? And no. so the reality is, what I want to do is, I want to I want to dock. <laughs> With Conor McGregor, that's what, what I want. What does that do. mean, Doc? Docking. Well, that's when you you put your penises together and you pull his foreskin over your dick. <laughs> so you, that's what I want to do. I want to I want to do some docking with. I've never with heard Conor of that. I don't even know what the fuck that have is. Have you ever docked before? Uh, well, with the mannequin I have of Conor McGregor. Yes. Nice. Yes. He has a foreskin. You, yeah, well, he's made of skin. Oh, okay. So of various people. Right. That I so. Okay. I fashion He has like a five skin because he pulls over the neck. Eve's Edwards, ladies and gentlemen. Thug Jitsu in the house. I know. I, just, I, I think it's cool that you that you look up to these guys so much. And, you that know. you would pass up blowjobs for a week. Yeah, from that's, that's And meeting cool. wrestlers, you know what, to be honest with you, not yeah. all of them are very nice. And unfortunately, because of the way they're scripted on television... Like, if they're supposed to be a bad guy, they will be a bad guy even off the air in person. Why? What happened? I have several of them. I went to WrestleMania last year, and the entire week I was there, I could name you a dozen that played that played their gimmick and were assholes off the air <laughs> just because they were assholes on the air, and they have to keep it. Is right. there some female pro wrestler that you're a huge fan of? Yeah, until she proposed to her boyfriend over the weekend. Who was that? Like, Paige. She proposed to her boyfriend? She proposed to Alberto Del Rio, who's the new Combate Americas president. So yeah. if, you, if you were to substitute... <laughs> what? You didn't need... Uh, Del Rio got signed as the Combate Americas I, I president. Did, I, did. I know, I know, I know. So interchange her with um, Jessica Alba. Same question. With the Conor McGregor thing. Still, Conor could get me like eight at a no, time. No, he wouldn't. He would, he would get himself these blowjobs. No, okay. he wouldn't. He's got his girl that he's been with when he was nobody. And right, he yeah. don't fuck around on her. Okay. He knows he's there. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Uh, uh, if you liked our podcast, we are on Tip a Fighter. Adam Hunter on Tip a Fighter. Tip us uh, if you were entertained by this podcast. Uh, this week, I will be 
at the comic strip in El Paso all week. Yay! Uh, Wednesday to Sunday. Sunday. Yes. Nice. Uh, and then November 10th at the Cutting Room, New York City. November 10th. I will be there. Uh, go to uh, adamhunter.com for all my dates. I'm also going to Ohio coming up. And uh, also Arizona. I'm going to the comic strip in Arizona. The House of Comedy. Arizona. House of Comedy in Phoenix or Scottsdale. Scottsdale, <laughs> House of Comedy, first week of November. Nobody's gonna remember uh, that. All right. Uh, the House of uh, House People are just gonna be driving around Phoenix. They're gonna go to the comic There's store no Phoenix. comic strip. What no, is happening? The House of Comedy. Uh, yeah. And every Monday and Tuesday, if you're in LA, the dime bar yeah. is, is, is off the and chain. You put together incredible shows, man. You really do do Thank you. an amazing job booking that. You wanna time. come tonight to a set? I can. I'm coaching. Uh, all right. Uh so, yeah, uh, by the way, okay, so uh, November, House of Comedy in Scottsdale. Uh, yeah, House of Comedy in Scottsdale, uh, November 2nd to November 6th. Uh, then the Cutting Room, and then I'm in, I'm in Princeton, New Jersey, Catch a Rising Star, November 11th. Princeton, New Jersey, Catch a Rising Star. It's a fun uh, little room. I like that room. Uh, Liberty Township, Funny Bone in Ohio, November 25th to the uh, 27th, and then New Year's Eve, that whole week, I'm at the LA Comedy Club in Las Vegas. That whole week of New Year's, so if you're going to UFC, what is it? 207. 207, I will be there. What do you got coming up, Greg? Uh, right now, I am hanging around, enjoying Los Angeles. <laughs> yes. You know, I'll probably be at the Ha Ha Comedy Club this weekend or something. We'll see how it all works out, but I'm just around, hanging out. Look for, and don't forget, guys, uh, you know, if Eddie Alvarez wins, he said he was doing it for me yes. for my birthday. Happy birthday. So, yeah, so that's I'm looking forward to that. Eve, what do you got coming up? I, uh, I have a new episode of the Neutral Corner coming out Friday with uh, Nick Lentz. And nice. we get away from some of the fight stuff. We talk about stuff besides punching and kicking. But Is he going to read his poetry? <laughs> no, he's not going to read any poetry on this one. <laughs> and I'm um, sure? starting a new podcast next week. Um, it's not going to be about fighting, but um, it should be a fun, fun time. What's regardless. it about? Is it going to be it's about be black about... culture? Because I'll come on if you want me to. <laughs> I want you to come on. Come on, sure. that's right. It's going to be about everything else. Um, it'll have some fight talk in there, but we want to talk about everything. By the way, um, I met your wife, by the way. Awesome. Beautiful lady. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's a, awesome. Highly she's, in love with you. She's the world champion of our house, and she's a doctor, so I have to... Um, wow. I've been lucky. Yeah. I got real lucky, so yeah. I'm going to try and keep that luck. Yeah. <laughs> keep that going. <laughs> it's been a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what do you got coming up, CB? Nothing. No, you got you got a YouTube show. Yeah, I mean, I got I got my YouTube show, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Going to record a new episode in the next few days. Every time I like want to record an episode, I don't have enough news, and then within the next two or three days, I just get bombarded with new stuff to talk about. Now it's, Why don't you do your show two days later? <laughs> well, I wait till I have enough, and then I get so much, and I'm like, all right, I actually like have to do this now. Yeah. But I, I got to do my fantasy football podcast. That's coming out this week. How, which I actually have a funny story for you after oh, uh, right? we're done How's there. your team doing? I'm great. I, one's four and two, and I'm in, I think, uh, third place in one league. The other one, I won third both place. leagues. Out of how many? Out of uh, 12. Four. That's not bad. Wait, are you going to tell me the other one? Are you going to tell me the other one you're two and four because you went against the number one No, no, no. Again? Finally, oh, yeah. again, again, I was the highest scoring uh, guy in the league, but this time I won. 
Thank God. So I'm three and three in that league. Okay. Now, but I'm on a hot streak. I'm going to dominate that league. That's going to be fine. And I want a little money on DraftKings. Now, how so. how coked up are you when you do your picks? <laughs> uh, I don't really. I'm more stoned than coked up. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. You didn't maybe that. Listen, gets coke. You got to save that for the right occasion. Okay. You don't just do that and fucking make NFL make decisions. What a, you know what? That is the waste of coke. Right. That's how you. That's how much you don't know about it. <laughs> like I'm just gonna sit here and do coke for this. No, no, no. You smoke weed for that. You do coke when you're out and there are girls. You know, it's a party. All right. You know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. stop doing coke. I don't really do do, do coke. It's like on the rarest of occasions. Somebody said like that the last podcast was hilarious because you talked about getting coked up while playing poker in the first ten minutes, and then your your uh, economic policy. <laughs> I'm a well-rounded motherfucker. I've been on planet 45 years. What about the years? anal story near yeah, the end about yeah. the parents are down the hall? Oh yeah. This is, this is this is exactly this is what makes up the the pattern of my life. This is the rich texture that is the Greg Wilson lifestyle. Any, any, any new dates, by the way? Any chicks? Yeah. Me? Yeah. No. Why not? You shave any, any that by lived way, to this tell the tale? Drives one of the coolest cars I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, the what? Charger. Challenger. Whatever. It's a cool ass. Have you seen this car? It's American made. You don't like it? No. Why? I don't like American cars. What do you have against American cars? They generally break down. So do you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, no one's driving a Greg. <laughs> Are you driving the Greg Wilson? <laughs> he's his fiance. He's going to stop every 30 minutes for cocaine and weed. <laughs> and, if you're, and if you're trying to make it to a fight, don't expect to be there. Early. And don't expect to be on time because the Greg Wilson comes with an Adam Hunter engine. Uh, that's hilarious. Listen, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. Thank you, Eddie Alvarez, the champ, for coming on the that's podcast. That's right. Win for me, buddy. Uh, you guys are the best. Take care. Bye-bye.